And now it's time for Rod and Reel Radio with your hosts, Hopalong John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes, chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, and thank you, Mark Larson, and good evening, Southern California. Welcome to Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, I don't know if you've looked out the door or not, but this is not winter. This is uh, summer in this part of the world, and I got to tell you, the way the fish are still biting. We're talking about yellowtail down the Mexican coast. We're still talking about bluefin tuna off our local banks. You go over to Lake Havasu. There was just a tournament over there this Saturday. The winning weight for five fish was almost 30 pounds. So there's great fishing opportunities here in Southern California, and we should be taking advantage of them. We've got a great lineup tonight for you tonight. Starting off right at 5 o'clock, we've got... Treve Bartlett. He is from Release Reels, and he's going to tell us all about these USA-made reels that come to us for, from Virginia. So if you don't know about the Release Reels, you're going to know about them after tonight. And then along about 6 o'clock is going to be swim bait expert Mike Long. This is the time, if you're fishing uh, freshwater, that you might want to be throwing a swim bait, and we're going to find out all about it from Mike Long techniques and how to go about doing it. And then at 6.40, Captain Jacob Hensley is going to be with us. And Captain Jacob is a skipper of the Tribute, and they've been going out whacking these bluefin. They've got another trip coming up Wednesday. We're going to find all about, uh, all about that, too. But before we get started, let me introduce to you my co-host for Rod and Reel Radio. He is a voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT and a pretty good angler in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how you doing? Good evening, John. Doing well. <laughs> and it's a good evening to everybody else, too. I'll tell you what, you know, the weather, you got to win. It's winter here. I'm waiting for the rain to come in, but, you know, it changed from cold and blustery to uh, hot and, and clean and clear, and the fish disappeared. So <laughs> at least the, the bass did. The, the bluefin are still going, but the bass fishing got a little tougher. Well, the, the bass fishing is tough here. I, I didn't hear anything about the. Uh, uh, the Anglers Marine uh, uh, Tournament at Lake Al Capitan. I know Rick and his group there uh, from Ranger Boats, they had 80, I think 82, 81 boats that they launched, so they should have had a pretty good tournament. Hey, but Stan, let's uh, bring into this mix about talking uh, about how the fishing is, especially off our coast, because our next guest had the opportunity to 
be with me on the tribute last week, and I know he's a pretty good saltwater fisherman in his own right. As a matter of fact, on that trip that we went on the tribute last weekend, I think he had three or four bluefin and maybe a couple of opportunities. He is from Release um, uh, Fishing Reels. Let me bring him on and introduce our listening audience to Treve Bartlett. Treve, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. How about you guys? Oh, we're good. doing great. Hey, you know, what... You know, you are, you know, selling saltwater fishing reels. And what do you think about the fishing that we're seeing off our local coast right now, Trave? I think it's absolutely nuts. It's going to be one of those deals where you're not going to see this for a long time. So if you want to get out and catch some species you're not going to get on a regular basis, especially this time of the year, now's the time to do it. Yeah, you better believe it. Well, you know, I advertise you coming from uh, uh, representing Release Fishing Reels. Tell us a little bit about this reel because there may be some of our listening audience that are not familiar with the reel or maybe they've heard about it but don't know anything about it. We're going to turn that all around tonight. So why don't you get going and and tell us uh, about Release Fishing. All right, not a problem. Pretty much for us, what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring some value and versatility into the market. You know, we've got a lot of great brands out there, Shimano, Avid, Accurate, just to name a few. And we wanted to get our reels out there, and we want to be able to step up and play with the big boys. So what we decided to do, our owner, Wes Siegler, he's uh, had the business around about four years now. He's got his engineering degree, and he's a fisherman as well, and he decided he wanted to make something that – Anyone out there can use, anyone can be proud of, and he's especially proud of where the company has gone so far in this short amount of time. As far as the products that we have right now, we've been offering two reels out to the public that are available at a few shops up and down the California coastline, but we have what we call the SG, which is an all-aluminum reel. It's all done on CAD CNC machines in-house. Everything comes from the United States. Everything is USA-made. Nothing comes from out of the country. And for that reel, for anybody that wouldn't be aware of the size of it, it's just a little bit smaller than Avid MX. That's a reel that a lot of people know. And then for what it can do, you're talking about a reel that in a small platform will put out 30 pounds max drag. So for around this area... Yellowtail, bluefin tuna, yellowfin tuna, that reel is going to have no problem bringing those fish to the boat. And one of the big and key important parts of it is that we made this reel as smooth as it can possibly be. I've gone out multiple times, used these reels. I've never had one issue where the drag wants to stick or any component feels like it's going to let go on the reel. Wow. Now, what's the capacity uh, line-wise if you're putting, uh, let's say, Spectra on this uh, uh, reel, uh, Trave? If you want to pack this thing to the brim, you're looking at 500 yards of 50-pound braid. Okay. Wow. I don't think you're ever going to need that, but sounds good. So, And you say, and I didn't get you, uh, did you say that it's uh, comparable to the SX, a little smaller? I or think the MX. The MX, okay. I didn't get that. All right. Great. Well, yeah, I know... Yeah, just a little bit... Oh, go on. I was just going to say, yeah, it's just a little bit smaller than the MX uh, series reel, which I think for a lot of the anglers on the California coast, that's going to be exactly what you want to put in your hand for anything you're going to get around here. 
Right. Now, I noticed with the reels that you brought aboard the Tribute uh, with us last week that you're also using a, a little bit different handle than I'm used to seeing. Tell us about the handles. Yeah, we have four handles available from the, from the factory. You can order your reels, whether you go into the shop or if you order them online. You can order it with four different handles at no extra charge. So we have three rubber handles and one aluminum handle. The aluminum handle is an aluminum ball. Then you've got two rubber balls. One's called a bantam ball, which is a little bit smaller. It's about an inch in diameter. And then you've got the mag ball, which is about two inches in diameter. And then you have what you saw on my reels on the trip on the Tribute. Those are called our power handles. It's designed after a T-bar handle, but the way that we cut it, it's ergonomically designed to fit inside your hand. So when you put your hand on it, it's going to fall into place the right time every time. It's going to be extremely uh, comfortable. And that's one of the reasons why I went with that handle over the other options that we do have. But other anglers have their preference. So we made it available so you can go in, look at the reels. Let's say they've got the the color combo you want, but they don't have the handle you want. They can order it up, and it's not going to cost them anything extra to do that. Great. Now, after this, now, when we were out on the tribute, which reels were you using? Because I've got to tell you, we were fishing 30-pound class fish, and I know you don't like to uh, toot your own horn, but you were also the jackpot winner, and I think that, that fish went pretty close to 32 pounds. What, uh, what setup were you using on those fish? For me personally, I was running, I had one of my SGs on a CalSTAR 900XL, and that particular reel I have spooled up with 50-pound uh, Spectra, made it to 20-pound mono, and then I was using a short liter of 15-pound uh, Blackwater Fluoro, which happened to be the ticket on that particular trip, and then just uh, running out, fly-lining the sardines, and it just happened to work out for me. I put five on the boat, and I, I got lucky. I pulled a 30-pounder up, and for... Bluefin, that's just a phenomenal day for me. Well, you know, when you're talking about 33 people on the boat, the boat total for Bluefin was uh, uh, 65, and you have five of the fish. Not too bad, considering that on the boat as a, as a whole, we probably lost as many fish as we brought in. Yeah, there was uh, there was quite a few fish that were... Uh, Hooked and lost. I know I had a, a few come undone for me. You know, with that many people on the boat, it's honestly, it's it's Russian roulette. You know, I had a couple that just happened to get tangled up with other people and the hook got pulled. And, you know, that's just how the, the dice gets rolled on those days. You get lucky, you get some to the boat, sometimes you lose some. You got it. Now, tell us about the, uh, the other product that uh, Release uh, uh, Reels uh, currently has on the market. The other reel is called the LG, which stands for large game. SG is small game, and LG is large game. And for anybody that might be thinking that these reels are pertaining to particular species, they don't. I can tell you right now, I've taken an SG out, and I pulled an estimated 200-pound black sea bass on 20-pound mono with my SG. So that can give the listeners an idea of just what these reels are capable of holding. The LG looks identical to the SG, just bigger. As far as a reel to compare it to that people will be used to, it's about the size of an Avid HX would okay. be the comparable size. That reel 
you can throw down 500 yards at 80 pound braid if you want to go that high. That reel also puts down 40 pounds max drag. And both these reels are single speed reels. We do have a two speed that's going to come out, but that's going to be our big game model. It's going to be a 30 wide series, and that reel should be available to be seen at iCast, as well as we have a spinning reel that's going to come out that, according to our owner, once it is revealed, a lot of people are going to look at it and go, there's no way that's going to work. So the design feature that Wes put into this reel is going to be unlike anything ever seen. And then we also have a fly reel that is going to come out onto the market. And very shortly here in the next month or so, our surf model reel is going to come out, which size-wise is identical to our SG, but it uses the drive gear off the LG and a star drag. And that particular reel will put out 20-plus pounds of drag, and it will bring in 52 inches of line per crank. Wow. So, so you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by the spinning reel. Do you have anything particular like what what's uh, a size class it's going to be, and is is it going to be like a light saltwater, or is it going to be a, a heavier saltwater like a Van Stahl or something? Well, what I do know about it, I don't have a lot of particulars on it. Wes is kind of keeping this one, you know, a little low-key. He really wants to, when he does start releasing little tidbits about it, you know, he wants to build it up so when it is released, it's just going to blow everyone's mind. But what I do know is that we are going to start out a little smaller. Being that the company is based out of Virginia, they do a lot of fishing for the speckled trout. So they use light line, ultralight fishing rods. You know, you're talking maybe six to ten pound uh, line class. So he's going to start out a little smaller, but we are going to look into building some bigger model reels for the guys that like to really throw a challenge their way and get on some of the bigger fish on spinning tackle. Well, you know, uh, you're here in Southern California. You're right in the middle of uh, a lot of manufacturers that are producing a lot of great reels right now. And one of the biggest things that fishermen worry about is not only the performance of the reel, but also what happens down the road with the warranty if there is something that goes wrong? Uh, a lot of the fish here depend on the fact that they have local sources that they can go to and they can send the reels to. And for the most part, most of them are pretty good in standing behind the reel, getting it fixed and getting it uh, back to the fishermen. Tell us about the warranty that fishermen can expect to see uh, from uh, release. Well, Release Reels offers lifetime warranty on all their reels, regardless of what owner you are. You could be the original owner of the reel, or you can be the 10th owner of the reel. It doesn't matter. You drop it in the mail, you put a $20 check in it, you send it to us. We're going to go through, we're going to service it. We're going to repair whatever needs to be repaired and send it back to you. That 20 bucks is just covering your service and your shipping back. If we can't repair the reel, then we're going to replace the reel regardless. And as far as servicing here in California or wherever any of the customers might be, these by far are one of the simplest reels that I've ever taken apart and serviced on my own. You can take it to any shop, have your normal servicing done if that's what you need done, bearings. The big thing on the bearings with these is that they can be replaced at any shop. And one of the nice features on it is that we went ahead and we print 
Boca ABEC number five ceramic hybrid bearings on the spools. So you're getting ceramic ball bearings with stainless steel housings on your spool bearings from the factory. Wow. Well, Stan, you've uh, uh, worked with a lot of the reel manufacturers, and I don't know if you're familiar with the released reel. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? I have that sit here, and I was looking at their website, and I am not familiar with this reel. I haven't tried it, even haven't even seen it, to be honest with you. So, you know, without kind of putting it in your hand, uh, I mean, the, if it's comparable to what's on the market now with the uh, HX or whatever, the MX of, of Avet, those are probably two of the most successful reels out there in the world at the moment. And, uh, I mean, people are going to them like Dagwood. We'll just have to see. I don't know. Um, how long have they been out? How long has this reel been on the market? These reels, we've, the company itself has been around four years. The reels have been on the market a little shyer than that, as with every company when they're starting out. You know, as we go, we find little things to tweak on the reels. We're currently on our third-generation uh, model. One of the big issues when we were first releasing the reels on the market is that we we're only using a two-axis CNC machine. So we had a lot of sharp edges on the reels, and that became a complaint because people were either catching their line and cutting their line, chafing their line, or we actually had a couple customers on our uh, the reel foot, or excuse me, the reel seat foot, was real thin, and I guess a couple customers have actually cut their fingers on it. So since then, we've upgraded to three-axis CNC machines, so we've been able to get rid of all those sharp edges. You know, on every edge, it gets cut at a 45-degree angle, so it's real smooth, and that's on our third-generation model, as well as on our second-generation model, the clicker button was on the uh, rear-facing edge of the, uh, the side case, or excuse me, the left side of the reel, closest to your stomach, we've now moved that to the front of the reel, farthest away from your stomach. All right. Now, Trev, uh, there's a number of stores here in Southern California that you can go and take a look at this reel, and uh, what are some of those locations? Right now, the locations that do carry the reels in their store, we have Hunt's Tackle out of Ventura, California, Eric's Tackle out of Ventura, California, I've got Hook, Line, and Sinker in Santa Barbara, California. Been there, caught that out of Santa Maria, California. It's going to be carrying the reels. And then I am working on a few more shops headed down south. I've got a lot of guys in San Diego asking for them, so I'm working on Seaforth Landing and a couple others to carry them down that way. I've got the Rusty Hook out of San Pedro, California, is going to be bringing the reels on board. And I'm also talking to Will Sport and Tackle out of uh, Monrovia, California, about bringing the reels on board. All right, they're up at Eric's. I'm going to take a ride up there and and, and check them out. I, I I'm up in that arena a lot. That's just above the house here. You uh, bet. But one thing I got to give you credit for is when you said this is a third generation reel, uh, where you're you're instead of you know continuing to make reels that aren't working the right way, where you stop and peek them and tweak them as you go along. That's the sign of a a, a good manufacturing program that's probably not like, you know, Shimano, wherever they got stopped. They can't just stop and tweak it. Right. Um, so that's one real positive part for that. You know, you're as you're going along and you're learning and you're moving the reels forward, that's a good thing. Treve, if people want to find out more about the, the release reels, uh, where can they go to get that information? If 
they want to look online, they can go to our website at releasereels.com, or if they want to get in touch with me, they can get a hold of me at my email. It would be treve60 at hotmail.com. That's T-R-E-V as in Victor, E-6-0, the digits, at hotmail.com. Just send me an email, title it Release Real Questions, and I will answer anything that they want to know. All right. Well, uh, Treve Bartlett from Release Reels, I know uh, I am very interested in having you at Angler's Arsenal. We'll be talking to you probably within the next week or so and uh, making sure that we have a few of them down here for people to look with at. Hey, I appreciate you being with us and taking the time, and it was great meeting you on the tribute, and congratulations on a fantastic trip. I hope we'll be seeing you again real soon. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me on the show, and you guys have a wonderful night. All right. Hey, this is Rod and Real Radio on AM 540. Uh, we'll be back uh, with a report with Phil Friedman. Going to take a break right now. Stan and I, Wendy is going to be here at 6 o'clock. We'll be back after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 
I am an angler, a heroic defender of the noble sport of fishing. When I go out with my crew, we're prepared for everything, from itty-bitty mosquitoes to the biggest bass you've ever seen. Not to mention, we all wear life jackets. And with this year's drought conditions, we're also defending every last drop of water, saving lives and saving water, because the best defense is a good offense. Just don't tell the fish that. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This segment of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> I mean, that is just absolutely awesome. And we do want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. Wendy Toshihara is on her way over to the microphones. Hopefully, Wendy will be with us at about 6 o'clock. But now it's time for What the Heck is Phil Thinking? And What the Heck is Phil Thinking is brought to you by Phil Friedman Outdoors. And here's the voice himself, Phil Friedman. Phil, how you doing, sir? John, doing great. How are you? It's a beautiful sunset here in Surfside. And... Uh... It's certainly still some spectacular fishing. There's no doubt about it. It is off the hook. Uh, uh, tell us about what you know, especially uh, the boats that are going out of uh, the local landings up there and any word on what's happening uh, up north in the Channel Islands. Yeah, let me kind of get you tuned in on what's happening up in this neck of the woods. Still L.A. Orange County-based boats, along with some of the San Diego boys are going out to Cortez Bank. They're finding 63 to 64 degree water, which Incredible. is too cool for yellowfin tuna. It's too cool for skipjack, too. But there's been a few skipjack out there. There's been excellent bluefin for some of the guys. It's still amazing to hear those words coming out of my mouth here in January. But we're catching bluefin tuna out there, some yellowtail, big bonita. And the bite out there is still pretty darn good. In fact, just beyond expectations for the month of january so that's still a very viable option now along the coast we still have those yellowtail meandering around and feeding on bait where they can find it up in the channel islands they're still getting a pop on some big yellowtail down there out of dana warsward fishing the some fun here recently has had some really nice pops as many as over a half a hump over 50 fish on yellowtail in the 18 to 25 pound class some even bigger than that i saw friend jimmy bass with a couple of fish he was holding up on facebook that he caught down there today and they look like really nice fish you know mid 20 pounds a beautiful grade fish and it really remains spectacular down in that neck of the woods you guys i know you know how the san diego area and the ensenada area that also oh. going very very good yeah. now lo- local sand bass fishing has also been off the hook it has been slower here around long beach and san pedro for the last 48 hours but it's still pretty darn good. And previous to that, we were catching limits out of 22nd Street Landing on the Monte Carlo, both daytime and at night. The Southern Cal, I talked to Mitch out there, Christensen, who runs the boat. And Mitch was saying, heck, we're catching them two at a time here at, at sometimes on the frozen squid. Excellent fishing going on on Sandbass. The Victory had had some really good fishing, and several other boats were in on it also. So it is just great to see 
this kind of fishing. I'm hoping it'll rebound and bite even better tomorrow, and it's still pretty darn good. But, you know, a lead head, some frozen squid, and that has been the magic way. And, of course, you really have to pull because in the wintertime, the guys are fishing structured, those big bass, many of them, four to eight pounders, Mitch Christensen reported to me, know how to get back into that structure really, really fast. Those fish live in bad neighborhoods, and they know how to get <laughs> into those bad neighborhoods and really saw you off. So you got to pay really uh, close attention to that. Lobster, excellent fishing on lobster. The Gale Forest out of Pierpoint Landing just the other night had nearly 100 lobster hoop netting, 34 of which were legal. Right. It's been very good. They've had some big lobster. I made a phone call to the local markets, as most of our local lobster now seem to be exported to China. And the, the market that I called, $40 a pound. You don't have to get a whole <laughs> lot of lobster to pay for your $65 ticket. And the Gale Force has been doing something different also. They have been going to Catalina at times, and they have another one going on January the 25th headed to Catalina. And that has just almost been instant limits on the lobster. Whales galore. I was out looking at gray whales today. That's still going well. And one more event that I wanted to mention to you, and that is uh, Lip Rippers and Sports Chalet are coming together to put on a February 7th event at Santa Ana River Lakes. And it's for a really good cause because Phil Friedman Outdoors Youth Program will be there with 30 kids from the inner city, and they will be treated to a great day's fishing. Gates open at 6 a.m. First 300 through the gate will be entered into a free event, and there'll be all kinds of great prizes available for this really wonderful day. And I'm stoked because... Not only is it an opportunity for people to get out and catch some big trout and have some fun, but we'll be able to get 30 more kids out into the great outdoors where I believe it can change their lives. So good stuff, John. And uh, I'll tell you, Stan, things are looking crazy out on the water still. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable, Phil. Uh, uh, at the Cortez Bank, I think you had the Tornado out there. You had the 095 out of uh, Oceanside out there. Uh, do you know if they have any plans of going out there? Did they find enough fish that they're still going to continue to go out there in the following weekends or what? Unbelievably, Don Ashley, I was down <laughs> chatting with Donnie this morning at Pierpoint Landing. He's not going to wait for the weekend. He's going to go Tuesday night if he can get probably about <laughs> ambush him people with all he needs. So. <laughs> What's that, What's Stan? That stand? That he's going to ambush them before the other boats get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, way to go, Johnny. Like <laughs> well, I know the uh, the tribute uh, is going out there, uh, leaving uh, Tuesday night too. Uh, they're chartered to go down to Colinet uh, 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 this weekend, so they're not going to make uh, the following weekend uh, down there. But you know, going down the Mexican coast right now, you're not losing a whole heck of a lot. The boats that are coming back and forth there are limiting out on yellowtail and coming home with limits of rockfish and a lot of lingcod so uh, the fishing is just short of fantastic fill in the yellowtail that that they are scratching up along the coast are they yo-yoing them do you hear or are they fly lining or or how are they catching those fish john most of that in fact just about 99 percent of it is either on the dropper loop using a six-ounce torpedo and heading down to the bottom with a sardine or the yo-yo iron, which I prefer, and I know a lot of people prefer to fish the yo-yo iron, but both those methods seem to be the way that all these fish are being taken. Not a lot of fish on the surface that I have heard of, but certainly down deep and on the heavy line. You can fish heavy line when you're fishing the yo-yo iron for sure. You don't have to fish anything under 60 pounds on the yo-yo. And then, of course, when you're fishing 
dropper loop. You know, I wouldn't fish anything with less than 40 pounds. You're going to find some structure out there where they're catching those yellowtail. And they're big, tough fish. I mean, these are not small yellowtail for the most part. Most no. of them are up over 18 pounds. And they have shoulders and attitude, and they pull hard, and they're a lot of fun. And, man, I mean, anytime you can jump out in January and have scores like over 50, nice big yellowtail, as they did on the Sun Fun down at Dana Wharf Sport Fishing just the other day. Real special fishing, John. But those are the two basic methods that are the most effective right now. Well, you know, uh, the three-quarter bidet boats down here, they are still on yellowtail. They're catching great yellowtail. In fact, the smallest yellowtail that we're getting are those fish on the Cortez Bank when you happen to run into some of the bluefin tuna and bonita. Boy, there seems to be a good bite on bonita, not only on the banks down here, but a lot of the reports uh, of the three-quarter day boats, they're coming up with 30, 40 bonita, and they're nice, big bonita. Yeah, they sure are. And I know guys like Stan, that, that just warms his heart because <laughs> he goes back to that, that same era that I used to fish in. And the Bonita is such a great entry-level fish. I mean, you hook a kid up to a Bonita when he's six or seven years old, and it's game over. They're hooked on fishing from then on. They're, they're such a great game fish. You know, that was the best training for for big tuna fishing that a guy could have. I mean, I when I was young, we went out there and, heck, you used to catch Bonita in, in, inside the harbors. You know, Redondo, they were hundreds of them every night. But but we would go out and we would fish them on 8- or 10-pound spinning gear. And you'd hang a 10-pound Bonita, and you had to, you know, fight until you get him in without breaking him off. Your line was twisted all to hell, but what the heck? You know, you went and did it again and again and again. But the test, the training for how to pull on fish and get them in with a lighter line, that was great fun. We just thought that that was the best thing in the world. You'd go out and catch 30 of them in a day sometimes. It was fun. You know, Stan, how were, how were you fishing those bonita? What, were you using, like, little bonita jigs or live bait or just uh, something that was flashy or what? Well, for the most part, I mean, this, we're going back to the days of the, the Malibu barge and, and some of the Redondo barges that were out there. You could go out there, and the Bonita were just so thick, and they're big. But we would throw just an anchovy on on a number four hook and, and just let them go, you know, free free swimming. If you got a larger spinning rod where you could put 20 on, you'd take the uh, about a four-inch piece of two-inch dowel and put two eye hooks on the end and put, painted them red and white just as a splasher and put about a four-foot leader on it with this, just a hook with some feathers on it and and throw that splasher as far as you could and then reel like there's no tomorrow and they would come up and just plow that little feather behind it. So we were having, we just had a ball with that fish and you can still do that. That's one of the more fun ways to catch bonita. If they're around, just you can take a splasher and just you can make your own out of a piece of, of doweling, you know, two-inch dowel and cut off a chunk about three or four inches so you have some weight on it and just put a four-foot leader on and, a, and get some chicken feathers and tie it on a hook. You know, hit it with a little fingernail polish if you want to put a red end on it, but, you know, a white feather has caught every tuna in the world out there. <laughs> it just works. Wow. You know, and, and this day, especially going out on the day-and-a-half boats of the RSW, now when fishermen are catching these 12- and 15-pound bonita, they are actually being prized because after they're, they're bled and they're throwing that RSW, they're coming back like tuna, and there's a lot of good eating on bonita that many years ago we, we thought wasn't worth taking home. Well, we used to take the, the fish, you know, gut it and, and bleed it, 
soon as we caught it, cut off the head and the tail, and uh, and we would just take and we'd put slices in the in the side of the meat. We would wrap them on a rotisserie in on uh, and put it into a barbecue with a smoker, and put it on early in the day, and then just let it rotate and smoke. And about halftime at the football game, pull that bad boy off and throw the crackers and beer to it. It was pretty good. <laughs> well, now, Phil, are, are you guys still uh, running out of seaside over there and uh, doing a little surf fishing? And if so, are there still fish in the surf? Yeah, there are. Uh, there's some pretty good perch fishing going on now down toward Huntington Beach on Beach Boulevard. I know that's been good. My friend Eddie Leland's been down there doing quite well. Out in front of us, we've had everything from Jack Smell to some occasional big yellowfin croaker, a few halibut down there. Uh, you keep your eyes on the bird life down there, and at times it gets really crazy. And when it does, it's time to get down there and drop what you're doing, uh, whether it's halftime or first quarter or second quarter, whatever. When those birds are crashing down here, it's time to get down there. And we've seen some fairly good action for wintertime. No question about that, John. Yeah. Now, Phil, I know on Saturday and Sunday, you are broadcasting in Spanish to our uh, Spanish-speaking listeners, and you've taken that show, and you've really become fairly diverse with it. Just tell us a little bit about the shows. Oh, thank you, John. Yeah, we have. We've uh, started. We've, we've, we're covering everything in the outdoors, but also we have just invited on a doctor, and her name is Dr. Judith Popete, and she's a nutritionist. So, of course, she got one look at me and said, oh, my God, what <laughs> What happened to this guy? Here, let's put him on a poster for what happens when you eat wrong and don't exercise. And so anyway, she has put me on this, and she doesn't call it a diet. It's a life change. And so I went out to her office. I had this hour-and-a-half meeting, this life-changing meeting. She's a beautiful person, and she convinced me that I needed to change my ways. Unfortunately, she did look at Facebook 10 minutes after I left her office and saw me eating carnitas at La Poblana Restaurant. But I've been serious ever since then, and, and John, I'm weighing in on every show. They're talking about my body mass index and everything, all these embarrassing things about me. And so it's pretty humorous and a lot of fun. And I'll tell you, we I had people text me this morning when we were getting on the whale watch, but one guy said his brother-in-law is in dire need of a nutritionist, and he called her up, and then at the football or at the uh, soccer stadium yesterday in Carson, we had a whole bunch of people coming by about that and fishing and everything else. So that doing the Spanish show has really been a joy in my life, and uh, I can't wait till next week and when we do some more. All right, hey, well, if, Phil. The one yeah. thing she didn't say is well, that's too late. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think she was too kind to say it, Sam. She was thinking that. <laughs> it's it's when she starts praying to the patron state of lost causes <laughs> that you get yeah, worried. Exactly. <laughs> Or she, uh, if she brings in Our Lady of Guadalupe to the next radio show, and starts praying, I'm, I'm done. Hey, Phil, uh, we want to find out more what's happening in your world. Uh, how can we stay in contact with you during the week? John, Stan, you guys are the best. You can do that by going to www.pforadio.com or check us out on Facebook at PFO. And the name of the Spanish show is Aventuras al Aire Libre every Saturday and Sunday at 6 a.m. on AM 690. All right, uh, Phil Friedman, the voice from PFO Radio. Phil, you have a great week. We'll probably be talking to you sometime during the week, and for sure, next Sunday night on Rod and Reel Radio. Thanks for being with us, Phil. Thank you, John. Stan, take good care. Take care, everybody. All right.
Hey, uh, coming up next, Captain McDiamond and Captain James Nelson with the Hawaiian Island Fishing Report and our local fishing report. So stay tuned. Still more Rod Reel Radio to come. And at 6 o'clock, Mike Long's going to be with Swim Bait Expert. So stay tuned. Stan and I will be back after these messages. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. And Southern California, welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with me tonight, having a lot of fun because we're talking about some great fishing and it's going to continue because right now, Captain Mick Diamond from the Hawaiian Islands is with us. Aloha, Captain Mick. Aloha. Back in the islands, it's finally warm, man. It's nice uh, <laughs> sitting out last night. Sitting oh, out you my... wimp. You're from here in the first place. <laughs> yeah. That jet stream was killing me in San Diego and Baja. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I was out in my board shorts and flip-flops at 11 o'clock last night walking around. It was like 71. Nice. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, well, how'd you find it? I mean, did uh, did the fishing pick up uh, uh, while you were gone, and uh, what do you have to report? No. Uh, do you know it blew 55 knots here um, last Ooh. weekend? One of, my, one of my buddies was flying across the Pacific and American Airlines, and uh, all the airports were above the crosswind uh, landing limit. And uh, what do you do when you're... <laughs> uh, you, I guess you go for it. <laughs> you can't land. But, you can't. But luckily, it passed. He saw. He never saw more thunderstorms in his life. Uh, the last um, five, six, seven hundred miles from the island. So, yeah, it knocked the fish down. Uh, junior champ went out with our junior skipper today and got stunk. Uh, there has been a little bit of my my around and uh, small um, uh, yellowfin, big eyed tuna, but uh, uh, nothing good to report there. Um, However, um, I got big news. We got all the white alcor canned um, up uh, in uh, Coos Bay, Oregon, and uh, um, next we're going to lightly smoke uh, some of the white alcor and can that. So the order will be done in a few weeks here, and uh, looking forward to that. I want to see that first can with the diamond head tuna label on it. Me too. Yeah, that's going to be great. Well, <laughs> I want you know, smoked albacore. Captain, I Mick- saw the case. I sold a case at the, I went to the Sony Golf Tournament today, and I sold a case to one of my old 
uh, vendor buddies out there. They're, we're down to our last can. How do we get it? So got that um, first case sold, all right? Wow. Well, you know, I was getting close to my last can, and then I went out last week and loaded up on some bluefin, and nice. I, I don't know. There's there's another Pardon? trip going out on Tuesday, and they're still picking up some nice bluefin off our coast here, Captain Mick. Right on. So. Hey, uh, cool. those, those winds that you were talking about, I mean, this time of the year in uh, on the Hawaiian Islands, it's pretty typical to have winds like that, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's winter time, and then uh, oh, we get the big swell, so it 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 pulled the water off a couple of degrees, and um, yeah, so it's winter time. Got to expect a little, but it's kind of fun, you know. After three years, four years, next month, I've been here. Uh, it's kind of fun to see a little pick year round, and uh, uh, and and guys try. You see the boats out every weekend. It's a family uh, affair and outing. The kids and the uncles and the aunties and and uh, such, so uh, we're always trying out here, which is fun. Uh, it's nice not to have a season, season. You know, Captain Mick, uh, next week, uh, let's talk about that tournament that's going to be happening at the end of May out there, and maybe uh, we can see about getting some people interested in that, and uh, those yeah, people good. that will be over there in Hawaii, how, how we can find out more about it, get hooked up with a boat and everything else like that, because that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, man, it'll be something to remember forever. So, plus, we need to get my name on the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be well, pretty good. So, Captain the, McDiamond. The, the locals, the locals would look at me kind of funny. The Holly dude with his name on the trophy, but there's a uh, few good ones. Captain Rusty Spencer's on there a bunch of times. So, let's do it. Well, you know what? That that would be it. We'd we'd love to be a part of your success over there because uh, I tell you, the people love hearing your report here in Southern California. It just it just takes them back to the islands for just a few minutes out of their day, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, if we want to we want to get a hold of you and find out more about Champ Sports Fishing uh, Charters uh, over there uh, on Oahu and on the main island uh, or. Uh, uh, Diamond Head Tuna. How's the best way to do it, Captain Mick? Yeah, we got your all your sport fishing needs: two packs, four packs, six packs. And uh, best way is uh, I like the old style phone seven six zero five hundred seven zero nine four, or uh, check out the website www.diamondheadtuna.com. All right, Captain Mick Diamond. Uh, uh, I'm glad you're back where it's nice and comfy. Uh, you're missing the good weather here, too, because I think it was in the mid-70s today in Chamber of Commerce weather. So, uh, you know, we're both doing well. Right on. Okay, well, mahalo. Miss you guys. Oh, by the way, I like the Gu- Our Lady of Guadalupe, a flood from Thrill Friedman. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> She, she's, she's God. Yeah, you better. God's, God's a woman. Do you know that? <laughs> I think uh, half the population would agree with you for sure. Yeah, I think so. Get some votes there. All right. Mahalo. Talk to you next yeah, week. Thanks a lot. Captain McDiamond from Diamond Head Tuna and Champ Sports Fishing. Hey, we're going to change gears a little bit. We're going to find out what's happening uh, right here on our local waters, uh, offshore fishing uh, with. Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Captain James, how's the past week gone for you? It's been great, John. I mean, what can we say? It's just wonderful water, wonderful weather, and we get out there and we do what we can to enjoy it. You know, and you know, I've I've noticed uh, on Facebook 
obviously you're not posting a lot of pictures of yellowtail or anything else like that, but it sure seems like your clients that are fishing the bay are doing pretty good. Tell us a little bit about the bay fishing right now. Well, you know, the bay fishing has, has been fun. It's a little bit of a challenge compared to how we normally fish. A lot of guys like doing that long lining drifting thing. When you've got, you know, a, a wind of two and a half knots, I mean, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to do any drifting. It's been really <laughs> funny. I, I think I heard somebody say yes uh, the other day that, you know, San Diego, you know, was uh, high of 68, but with the wind chill factor, felt like 72. So, <laughs> really, are we drifting yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not, not moving. So, you know, we're doing other things, trying to fish a little more vertical, get on top of those fish and, and uh, get them. Or if you get so lucky to find some birds that are boiling, get up under those birds, and it's it's been working pretty good. Well, let's get a prediction here. How is the fishing going to be for the upcoming San Diego Anglers Bay Bass Tournament, which is this Saturday? Well, I think it's funny that, of course, I, I knew you were going to mention it. And I've got oh, my throat cool. right here, as you can probably well, tell. This is a fishing a report, Jim. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, reports, predictions, yeah, whatever. Meteorologists here do the same thing all the time, don't they? <laughs> they uh, wrong all the time. Yeah, yeah. football, what's going on there? Anyway, yeah, you know, I think this is going to be a very interesting tournament to see how it's going to turn out because there's, it's going to throw the guys who are after that consistent catch to, it's going to throw them off because, you know, you really are going to have to look for that trophy. And the way I look at it, John, is this way. And Stan, you may need to help here because I know English is John's gooder subject. But if, uh, I think, <laughs> if you look at it, a five-fish limit, and you got a guy who's got a four-pounder, nice fish, right? Yep. yep. Two-pounder and three one-pounders. What's he got, Stan? Uh, a basket of fish that he's going to weigh in. Yeah. yeah he's going to have about nine pounds, which is, yeah. you know, it probably won't win him, a, you know, a boat or a big prize money, but he's in the hunt. He's going to weigh in. But Right. But then you got the guy who's got five two-pounders. Now, he's got ten pounds. Now, that guy is a pound above that, that nine-pound guy or team in this case, right? So the other guy might get big fish with that four-pounder, but the but the guy with the five two-pounders, he might actually get a check, maybe even win, because he's a good pound above the other thing. But now you we got a three-fish tournament. So you take the guy who's a consistent fisherman who got out there, got that school of two-pound tournament-class type fish, got five of them, didn't get a kicker, but he got five of them, looking good, he's got to throw four pounds away, he's got six pounds away in. The other guy is only throwing two pounds away. Well, Jim, I, 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 <laughs> so I always going to actually place higher. So it's really going to be a hunt for that big fish this time. I, I think, at least for us, that, that that's really where my focus. It, it usually is anyway in a tournament, especially a one day. You know, it's not about points. It's a single get get out there, catch your fish, have a party, go home. It's all about get those big fish. But this is really going to be a, a tough one for that. I think it's going to be a lot more fun because it's going to be it, it. It just when we first talked about this a while back, and I told us what the new rules were and only three fish. I'm thinking, you know, U.S. Open, man. It comes down to hundreds of an ounce a lot of the time when you're coming in with a fish, but you always go weigh your fish. You when you find that one kicker fish, that one that's just a little better, uh, you're like, oh man, that's just golden because you just don't know. But it, a good kicker fish in these things with three fishes is like gold mine. So, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, and I and I think what's really nice, and I'm totally agreeing with you on that. And I think it's 
going to be down to the last team weighing in. Because it really, there's going to be, and let's face it, with Bay Bass, Sand Bass, Calicos that we're dealing with, with the location we've got to work with. I mean, the Sand Bass bite is great offshore, but we're not, we're not allowed to go there. You know, the, the Calico Bass bite is still really good, you know, in our kelp, but we're not allowed to go there. So the, the boundaries that we have, making it a three fish limit is really great because last year we realized there was a lot more spotty action than there was Sand Bass this time of year. Uh, last year, and I think it's just it's just a different water that we have that we're fishing that right now. You know, the water never really got cool for the winter, so it's never really warmed back up because it never got cool to warm back up. It's still kind of warm anyway. So I think what we're finding is we're going to actually have uh, a lot more spotted bay bass in this tournament than we've ever seen. At least that's going to be a real factor. But what the difference is that you're not going to look for that, that limit filler fish. You're going to look for that limit. The three fish limit is is something that's really the key thing here is to get those three best, very best fish that you can because you can't just get the three best fish and fill out your limit with two extras. You know, you know like three normal. fish in the boat, it's, period, to start with. If you can get three fish in the boat then early and then you can go on the hunt, you know, that with three oh. fish, that's a tough tough, tough, tough yeah. thing because you're going to have to find one or two biggins. You know, Jim, I haven't read uh, the rules completely, but there is also a jackpot for the largest spotted bay bass. Uh, can someone bring in three sand bass and still have uh, a large spotted bay bass to bring in to, to weigh, or does that spotted uh, bay bass have to be part of the three fish uh, creel limit? It has to be part of your three fish limit. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. have to have a spotty in there. <laughs> and, and quite frankly, with what we're seeing in the bay right now, if you get a spotty big enough to win the big spotty division, it's yeah. probably going yeah. to be as big, if not bigger, than most of your sand bass anyway. Wow. <laughs> so and then, it's not, not going to be a factor, I don't think. And then they have a separate division, too, for halibut, and I know you've come close to winning it. I've, I've come close to winning it once. There always seems to be someone that that catches that big one and and we're always the bridesmaid but uh have you been seeing any halibut in the bay i have as a matter of fact i got uh eight excuse me i got eight hold on i need a throat spray i got eight the other day i'm still finding that call anyway uh yeah i got eight of them the other day uh just fishing out by myself just checking some things out and i actually had one that that you know, I made the mistake, and I started thinking of the recipe right as I was bringing them to the net. And, of course, once he once he heard my thoughts, he had different <laughs> plans. But, uh, so, so I mean, if, if, if a little redheaded guy like me can, can get a decent halibut, you know, and get him in the boat, you know, all the power to all the other guys competing with that because there's some nice halibut out there. And I, I wouldn't doubt that we see something pushing in the, the 20 to 30-pound range out there. It's green really? Yeah, the yeah good I, no doubt. I've, I've, I've seen guys who were more successful at netting them lately, and there's some really <laughs> big ones coming in. Well, there is that part. <laughs> and are, yeah. are those are those fish out more towards the mouth of the bay, or are they into the flats uh, around the uh, Shelter Island area, or are you been fishing for them in the back bay? Oh, they're everywhere, John. You know, I've been, excuse me, the other day I was getting them more near the mouth, but they're everywhere. All right. And, my throat's done, guys. I'm sorry. All right, well, go right hey, Dan, Do you have enough voice left that you can give us your telephone number just in case we need to get a hold of you if we want to book sure. a trip? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this real quick. Folks, uh, yeah, it's 
395-0799. All right. Captain James Nelson, I know we'll be seeing you during the week, talking to you during the week. You have yourself uh, a great weekend, and heck, maybe next weekend you'll be telling us about how you won that San Diego Angler yeah, Bay luck, Bass buddy. Tournament. Go get them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if I don't have a voice, I'll chuck to <laughs> Captain John James Nelson, thefishicon.com. Hey, that's it for our local reports. We're going to take a break right now. Coming up next, swim bait expert Mr. Mike Long is going to be with us. You're going to want to stay tuned. Stan and I will be back after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. When you're out fishing this year, there's two ways to be a hero. You can help save lives by making sure everyone on your boat wears a life jacket. And with the drought conditions, you can help save water. Because every drop we save is another drop out there for us and our fish. So be a hero, on the water and off. There's lots of ways to conserve, and there are lots of life jackets designed especially for anglers. To learn more about being a hero, take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. 
El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. At Southern California, welcome back to Rod Real Radio. Hey, just want to give you a special note about Cedrus Outdoor Adventures. Don't wait for the shows to come up to think you're going to get a good deal. Right now, give Cedrus Outdoor Adventures a call, 619-793-5419, and they'll take $100 off the 2015 price. Now, it isn't because of the fact that they're, they're not selling anything or not. They went up to the International Sportsman's Expo in Sacramento and had great response for Sagres Outdoor Adventures. So give them a call, 619-793-0514. Book your trip with Sagres Outdoor Adventures. And between now and the next couple of weeks, get $100 off your 2015 trip. Hey, first of all, uh, before we introduce our next guest, I also want to bring aboard and uh, tell everyone that the other co-host of Rod Real Wind uh, Radio, Wendy Toshahara, is now with us. Wendy, good evening. Good evening. I'm sorry I'm so late, but uh, I was out clamming and uh, got my limit and had to deal with my clams before I could <laughs> on the air. Well, that's not a terrible thing. And you know, now you, get, you know, you're, at least you're you're ready to put them in and make the chowder. Yeah, it, and you hate dealing with old clams. I think old clams are probably a bummer to deal with. Yeah, hey, we, you know, I let them. I let them sit in the water for a few days with an aerator, and then uh, then I eat them. All right, good idea. Hey guys, let's bring on our next guest. This is a fellow that I'm always happy to have on and talk to. He is a technician for this particular type of fishing. He's a pretty good fisherman in his own right. He is probably one of the nation's foremost authorities when it comes to swim bait fishing, and that's uh, none other than Mr. Mike Long. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, John, Stan, and Wendy, it's good to be on the show. It's always a good thing to be on uh, the radio. Hey, Buddy, it's... long time no talk to, but you are more than welcome, and what a great subject, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, no kidding, and I love all of your posts, Mike. What, what was that, Wendy? I love all of your posts on Facebook. Thanks, thanks. I, I've, I've learned a lot in the years leading up to this Internet, and, and uh, I try to keep it all, you know, contribution-oriented and try to motivate people. And, man, do I get it back. People really love, you know, the pictures and, and all the stuff to get them all motivated to go fishing. And uh, I wish I wasn't so oriented to bass only and could open my wings a little bit and kind of get trout. But in the future, I kind of have that, you know, in the next, three, four years, I think I can really start to spread my wings a little and uh, go to different states and film different stuff and get people motivated and fish for bass in different states. I'm pretty excited about that. Well, you know, uh, Mike, you are just so driven by the swim bait thing, but it, it had to start somewhere. Tell us about some of the, the early days and what was the light that went on that uh, that just told you, Matt, this is going to be the way to catch big fish. I mean, you know, Lunker Bill Murphy, he had his own way of doing things. He was known for catching big fish. But now all of a sudden we have this, not all of a sudden, but we have the swim bait craze that it just seems that big fish are accessible to more people. How did it start off with you? You know, when I think about for me, guys, it's, it's I'll be honest, I mean, I, I'm more of a biologist than a fisherman, and I kind of see what, on, I understand 
the water, which I call the soup, and I, I have more at this age I'm at now, I, I can understand and tell people more about what's in the water where I kind of like visualize things, put it together. And I would understand what drove that all the, all the, all the baths move around, like the, the, the weather and the sun and the moon. And I kind of, I had that kind of feeling all the time and I could start to see it better. And it, it, it was an, I was an opportunity fisherman. And if somebody was on a hot bite, I'd be the first to start kind of throwing the same bait. So I kind of like experimented a lot, but I got, to a point where I really could start to dial it in, but I definitely would go in periods of I'm I'm just going to throw jigs. Maybe it's uh, uh, this time of the year, and and uh, there's a lot of storms coming. The lake's a little dirty. I love the jig because it's so effective. You can catch a lot of bigger fish. Uh, but well, then bad. swim baits come along, and you're like it's kind of uh, it's kind of something where you just don't know what you're going to throw, whether it's big worms, swim baits, jigs, or many tools to choose from that all of a sudden a light comes on and you start to really understand when you're looking at the soup and, and what weather's coming in and where the moon phase is and where the sun is early or late and low light conditions you start to understand what tools work best and, and a good uh, a good uh, example is here in San Diego uh, El Capitan Reservoir they hadn't stocked it for for with trout ever and when you'd go to El Cap if one 10 pounder came out in a year that was amazing. <clears throat> the first season of them stocking the trout, by about the middle of that season, about by stock three or four, you started seeing fish, 12, come out weekly, lots of 10s. Uh, I hooked a 15. I heard a, a few other people hook them uh, up to 15. It was those nighttime fish that got pulled out and put on that daytime bite, chasing those trout. And you start to recognize that a lot better. You know, Lunker, Bill Murphy, those guys had fished a long time, and they sat, and they were still fishing. They really were in their head a lot. They were able to really get a feel because they were really putting a lot of time in certain areas and really getting an understanding for water levels, water quality, what the drivers were. You start to see it better. Swim baits, for me, are just a fun tool because you're matching the hatch, but it's such a bigger bait, you're catching the bigger bass. But it's a fun tool because you can fish them shallow, you can fish them really deep. 30, 40 feet or even deeper, but they're a fun tool for covering water and seeing new territory. One, one thing about still fishing, it gets boring after a while, and there's there's nothing that's uh, more exciting than fishing when you actually get to move around the lake a little bit and see a little bit of it. And it was kind of a better day fishing, and you might catch a better fish. You might only catch one or two, but they're normally going to be bigger fish on the swim bait. You know, I got lucky that uh, I got, uh, it was the right timing. Uh, with a rod company that I, I got to be on the same team, or Mike and I were on the same team for quite a while with Graphite USA. And and having the right equipment in hand yeah. uh, and being able to uh, peek and tweak it as it went along as the sport grew, I mean, Mike was r- really involved with that also, the 7-Elevens and the, and the big bait rods that were out there as they were, as we were learning more about the yeah. the how to put the bait in front of the fish and how the rod would make a difference and the reel could make a difference in the presentation. Yep. I mean, all of that really counts. That That's huge. And, and the first seminar I ever got to do, John Cassidy, somehow coaxed me into doing it at Angler's Arsenal. I, I, I'm not a, a seminar guy, <laughs> but I, I've done plenty of them. But the, the first seminar he did, and I learned right away that it was you had you had to talk about what people could do. And if you're talking about swim baits that were six, seven, eight ounces, back in the, the 90s there, that, that just was an inshore rod. 
there was no swim bait rod. It was a freshwater swim bait rod that was kind of customized for swim bait fishing. And the guys weren't going to buy eight foot, eight foot six rods to go fish swim baits. It just wasn't what bass fishing were going to do back then. We, we were just how our minds are programmed. You know, a seven six rod was a giant rod, and it was just that that programming of your mentality and actually being able to, to get that and fit it in your boat, you couldn't do it. You know, rod yeah. lockers, just you barely could get a seven-foot rod in them for quite some time, and, and things started to change with boats, and everything's changed so much. Where God, I was in my friend's boat and put an eight-foot-six rod in his rod locker. I'm like, my gosh, that's incredible, you know? <laughs> it is. But like Stan's saying, the tackle, the tackle is huge, and, um, you know, when I do seminars, I'd learn right away by judging the crowd that I can't talk about what I have because these people don't have uh, $600 eight-foot rod. They don't have the $500 reel you need. They don't have the $30 line. They don't have the 20 to, geez, sometimes $100 lure. They don't have that. So you got to keep it kind of simple and, and scale it down a bit. And, 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 and basically, you know, four-inch, six-inch swim baits, more something they can throw with a jig stick, seven-foot rod, and keep it a little, you know, a little more basic. But once you kind of get somebody hooked on a reaction bait period, whether it's a crankbait, spinner blade, even a jig, if you're swimming it, swim bait, and you're matching that hatch, it's a fun thing. And here in Southern California, most all of California, and throwing a swim bait, it's matching the hatch. It's matching those trout they stock. And, oh, my God, can it be? It can just be a blast. I'm building swim baits right now. They're, for me, are big at 10 inches. They're hard swim baits. And even as many fish as I've caught, I'm still amazed that when you're throwing a 10-inch hard swim bait in one foot to two foot of water and you get hammered by a fish up to 10 pounds it's just amazing how it just blows your mind you're like wow this is awesome i got a question for you you know when you said you're starting to go out of state and go fish well Mm -hmm. when you go out to the other states they have like hitch and other other bait fish other than rainbow trout like we you know stock rainbow trout do you use a different type of big swim bait or do you use the rainbow trout and will the rainbow trout work in other parts? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I've got to go fish Falcon in Texas and Canyon in Arizona. And Canyon has trout. Uh, Falcon has no trout, um, but Falcon has tilapia. And you definitely have to match the hatch. So you could fish the same, say, size swim bait, maybe a, an 8-inch that I'm throwing here in a, in a HUD, but it needs to match that color. And that's pretty much what you're looking for. And you can kind of get away with a different, you know, still a larger size. Even if the fish, the bait fish, it seems to be up to six inches, you can still get away with an eight, nine, ten, twelve inch bait. But you really, it's matching the color seems to be key. And then the fun part is, is mixing up a little bit, is experimenting. You know, maybe you run out of that color and, okay, now I've got rainbow trout color. I'm going to throw a little bit of the rainbow trout. It's fun to experiment. And uh, my first experimenting was Lake Hodges. And... Back in the day, nobody was throwing swim baits at Lake Hodges. It was just like, oh, yeah, they don't put trout in here. You don't throw the swim bait. That was kind of the mentality. But I was catching plenty of fish on an optimum swim bait in a green bass hand pour color and basically just matching the bass because it, it was, it's something as bass fishermen that we don't always want to believe. But as I've started to film more in the water, I've, I've been able to capture it and see it more and more and more. I saw it as a kid, but bass are cannibals, man. They will eat each other. But <laughs> oh, heck yeah. there are times that if there's, that's all they're, that's what they're going to eat. And yeah. so matching that hatch is huge. And even if it's a panfish, but then it's matching the color and the technique of what that bait fish is doing. It's really trying to mimic that. You know, that's the key. 
you know, uh, if uh, people are looking for an excellent video, and there's a few of them out in the market, but a few years ago, Matt Peters did Southern Trout Eaters, and it's two hours and 40 minutes of swim bait technique and pictures of, of, of and clips of guys catching fish on swim baits. And the big thing is very few of those Videos are done in the state of California. They're done in Missouri. That was all. Yeah, that was yeah. all back east. Yeah, in in areas where in rivers. Yeah, and guys didn't think trout, about it. Where there were no trout. Yeah, 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 yeah. No hey, trout, absolutely. So, hey, Mike, stripers. If, there were stripers and smallmouth and other things. So, you know, the power of the swimming, you have to look at it as a tool in your tool belt. Yep. And you have to look at what do you want to do today? Do I want to go out and I want to catch a bunch of fish? Well, if you're, if you're saying that, you're probably going to have to scale it down. And if you want to throw a swim bait, it's going to have to be a smaller one where you can get smaller fish to hit it because you're fishing that pyramid of fish in a lake where at the top of the pyramid there's only a few big ones. And as you go down that pyramid, there's more and more and more of smaller-sized fish. So as you scale down from the top, the top is a bigger bait and down to the bottom is a smaller bait. And sometimes those smaller fish will whack a bigger bait, but they, you know, that's, it's, it's going to be a smaller bait for the smaller fish. So you're trying to match. That, that size per fish. And, hey, we're, uh, we're speaking with swimbait expert uh, Mike Long. And Mike, uh, can you stay with us for another segment? Oh, yeah, you got to because we have more talking to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and <laughs> yeah, Mike, I've got questions too. <laughs> sure. I, I think one of the things I want to know is, is for the guy that is starting from square one, there is so much stuff out there. How does how does, what does he look for to start off? Maybe we can address that and get all the other questions in before our time's up. But we got to take a break right now. Mike Long's with us, swim bait expert. More to come, but we got to take a break right now. We'll be back on Rod and Reel Radio, AM 540, after these messages. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Are you involved in a family law problem like divorce, custody, or support? If so, it just might be time to call Bill Hockstead. You might know Bill as an avid angler and tournament fisherman, but more importantly to you, Bill is a family law attorney with 27 years of legal experience. Bill is certified by the State Bar of California as a specialist 
in family law. He understands your needs and can provide his clients with the highest degree of quality legal representation and competency while watching your budget. Remember, the more you have to risk, the more you need Bill. He practices in all the courts of San Diego County. So if you are in need of legal help, especially with a family law matter, give Bill Hockstead a call. Now here's his number, 619-212-1985. That's attorney Bill Hockstead, 619-212-1985. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six-ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh. And our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. We want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. You know, you just heard that uh, note from Chris Randall and the Chief this past weekend off the Mexican coast. Chief went down fishing, 112 yellowtail, 240 rockfish. I got to tell you, the fishing is great. Going aboard the Chief is even better. Go in luxury. Go in comfort. Have a lot of fun. Take your friends. Get a hold of uh, the Chief at H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, and book them for next weekend. Hey, we have big sw- we have swim bait expert Mike Long with us, and, boy, we are just scratching the surface on swim baits, but we all have questions we want to ask Mike. And, and let's start off with Wendy. Wendy, do you have a question you want to ask Mike? I do. Mike, I'm going to fish a tournament at Lake Gunnersville. I haven't fished bass in a long time. I, you know, I stopped fishing tournaments after my daughter got sick, but I'm going to a new lake that I've never fished before, and I want to fish swim baits. How, how would you recommend me going at, about finding out as far as, you know, what I should be using? Well, that's a good question. I mean, when, whenever, when anybody ever asks me, like, you know, hey, I want to fish swim baits and what do you think? I mean, pretty much, you know, there's a lot of websites, mine included, where you can go there and kind of get, you know, the, the scoop on techniques or styles, this and that. But to really know with the hundreds of swim baits that are out there, the best advice is to hit up one of the local tackle stores close to the lake 
and talk to the people. And not only are most of those people probably fishermen, or they definitely have the product in the store. Um, other than that, it's research and link, find out what the forage is. And uh, this time of the year, uh, especially in Texas, uh, a lot of the lakes back in the east, down south, you're starting to get the crappie spawn. Most of them have crappie. And a lot of the guys miss the boat on that. The crappie, when you'll get your rainstorms and the creeks start to flood, the crappie will get up in those creeks and they'll start to spawn. That's the first activity of anything in the lake um, that really goes shallow is the crappie. It's matching that hatch, not so much a crappie pattern, but trying to match a swim bait in that color of that 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 pearl with, with black bars on it. And uh, that's the advice, number one. Other than that, it's it's if there's shad in there. I know I think Gunnersville has a lot of the, the bigger shad in there. They have um, hitch over there. Oh, it's just like matching that hatch, but it's having a swim bait in that six to eight inch, depending on if you're in a tournament, you're going to want to be probably six inch because you want to try to catch more fish, go through numbers. It's having two style baits, one that's a slow sink that you can fish because it's a little shallower water, something that you can fish that uh, to the bank to about 20 foot of water, and you're looking for outside stuff that fish are holding on, and then you want a glide style bait in a shad pattern, hitch pattern, something in there with their structure. Some of those docks are coming out from the shore to, say, to eight, nine feet. You want a shad bait, a uh, glide style sh- uh, shad bait that you can work under those docks. And that's the key to the okay. glide bait. So you guys understand that when you reel turn these baits, instead of working them with your rock tip, you can manipulate these baits to go under docks and very thoroughly get under bushes and, and ledges and stuff. And that's real key to be able to have a one-two punch, to be able to go out on an outside hump it's just offshore a little bit where the fish are holding. Maybe it's not low-light hours. It's Because uh, this is the time of the year where the fish during the new moon are going to be super shallow all night, low-light in the morning. They're going to move off the shore during the daytime. Come evening, they're going to move back on shore and hunt real shallow. And come the full moon of January, February in Texas and California, especially Southern California, these fish will start to stage on spots that are trees next to spawning flats, humps, next to spawning flats, points next to spawning flats to start to stack on it. And when I say stack, you can have a spot they could have anywhere from 5 to, to 55, 100 fish of all different sizes stacked on it. So it's key to be able to hit some of these spots with an outside swim bait and be able to hit that so that slow sink uh, uh, model or even, you know, maybe a faster sink if it's, uh, a little, you know, 20, 25 feet, maybe 30 feet. Um, I know in Gunnersville you're fishing a little bit shallow, but it's having that one-two punch and swim bait. Color's huge. If the water's stained, you got to have a chartreuse pin and that little chartreuse. Even if there's nothing in there with chartreuse, any bait fish, still you add the chartreuse to it. That, that is a key, that sexy shad color. You can never, mm-hmm. ever, ever go wrong with a sexy shad blue back, a pearl belly, and a chartreuse center. But if you don't have that chartreuse, that, that, um, get chartreuse pins is something you always have to have in the boat. Add that chartreuse right down the middle, and it's amazing how many more fish you'll hook up. All right, Stan, how about yourself? Do you have a a question you want to pose to Mike? Well, I was just going to have him maybe expound a little bit on, uh, one, you know, what types of bait for uh, each of the seasons, like when we're in the pre-spawn thing where the fish are still deep, you know, what do you use and how do you present the bait? Uh, and as it warms up, how, what does he like to change it to? I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, so, but, and I know Mike has too, and, and it changes lake to lake because each lake has its own kind of personality, what they like. 
that's the kind of the fun thing. The more you you go, the the more you learn to throw different things in different ar- arenas. So you want to talk a little bit about presentation of what style baits early, uh, and how to fish them. You know, do you throw them up and then fish them down, or do you fish them across the point? And then when do you switch to something on the surface, Mike? Good question. Good question. It's, it's uh, that's a loaded one. It's yeah, it a big is. answer, <laughs> and um, the simple answer is like I just talked about. It's really understanding what time of the year it is and what the weather's like. And a good explanation is we had a bite one time in El Cap, and it was in the back of the lake. And uh, it was a January, February, March bite, and a little bit into April. And every time as we built up to the full moon, the fish would stack on, on some trees that were in the very back of the lake, right next to one of the best spawning flats in the back, that it was just it was this prime, prime area to fish. And it was key that you had to get there real quick, and those fish were like ornaments in the tree stacked in there, and you needed a swim bait that would would fall when you threw it at the at the your the trees that were sticking out of water. You had to throw at them and sink straight down. So you need something fairly heavy that would swim fast by them, but a sexy shad color. And it was get those fish before the sun came up, because once the sun would come up, those fish would start to disperse and move towards the shallows. Now in the afternoons, when the wind would pick up, you could get a few fish that were in say three to four to five foot of water. They were kind of like down in structure, a little bit of weeds, maybe down by a tree base. you get them on a wake bait. And it was funny because nobody was throwing the wakes because if they're thinking, oh, that's more of a warmer water bait when the fish are, you know, feeding on shad shallow, but a wake bait in the afternoons with the wind blowing and a shad pattern was just incredible. You catch a lot of fish on that. Other than that, this is the time of the year where a lot of fish will stay outside because they're eating crawdads, building up on calcium, Yep, they're going to stay on what I call their jump spot, and typically those are going to be areas that that have a lot of rock on them, that are offshore a bit, but very close to spawning flats. Wherever you kind of known in your in the past, you found fish spawning and maybe some big ones. Try to figure out where that outside key spot is. It might be two or three, and and try to beat that up and find the right angle. I know that the angles are key for how the sun's still moving in the southern hemisphere. And trying to think that sun's going to come up, it's going to shadow that rock, I need to be throwing that this way. It might not be so much an up or down kind of presentation, but trying to get it to go with with the shadows and how the fish are sitting with the shadow of the, uh, behind the rock in front of them. So they they got the big structure or whatever it is, a tree stump, or maybe it's a ledge that they're on. It's trying to present that bit as you're, as you're visualizing where you believe it is. And now with technology and and down scans, side scans, and everything. It's you know you can really dissect the bottom like never before, and really not so much always so much see the fish, but you can really get a great picture and a, a great metal picture off what's going on down there. And it's just being patient and really slowing it down a little bit, letting those swim baits hit the bottom. A lot of weedless swim baits, uh, uh, mission fish style swim bait. But what's cool about this day and age with the technology that's out there's a, there's a lot of good screw eye style. Uh, hooks out there that are in uh, 8.0, 9.0, 10.0 that you can put in these uh, newer swim baits now, and they're a little less expensive. The hooks, the hooks are I think like uh, seven, eight bucks for two or three, uh, and the swim baits are a lot cheaper. So you're not spending twenty to thirty dollars for say a Huddleston or some of the higher end soft plastisol painted baits. You're getting a bait that's a little bit cheaper, maybe seven dollars for a swim bait. And you're getting like I said, the hooks maybe three bucks. You got a little cheaper setup. So you'll fish it not so chicken, and you'll get it down there in that structure and keep it on that spot a little bit longer and slow it down. Because people have to understand, if 
if it's cold right now and you're bulking up on calcium, which is crawdads, and you go to a buffet and you're eating nothing but crawdads for three, four, five, you know, weeks, it's all in your stomach and your intestines. You're not going to really want to move around very much, but you definitely, when the sun's out, you're going to want to get to a warmer area up shallow and you want to metabolize. So, you know, you might get some of those fish that are starting to, to get all that stuff out of their system a bit and they start to get a little bit of mood to them towards the, the afternoon where you can get a few fish shallow with maybe uh, a slow, super slow style swim bait swimming through there bouncing off the bottom once in a while, but the key thing of, of this time of the year is to find that outside area where those fish are holding, and it's typically a jump spot that's close to the spawning area, but an area that's got deep water access, it's got crawdads and possibly panfish in the area, it's, it's 20 to 30 feet, that is a key area, and just beat the heck out of it. Le- uh, parallel with the shoreline and uphill is the way I like to present it uh, during the day, and as it gets to the evening, it's the opposite. Sit deep and throw towards the bank and bring it downhill towards the spot And as the fish are starting to move up in that low-light hour. All right. I think, and I think for Wendy, you know, especially if you're going to Gunnersville, when are you leaving when? When are you fishing? Uh, it's not until October. Oh, then you between now and then we'll have so, the, so that's the fall bite. So that's the uh, topwater bite then. So that's definitely a lot of weight baits, but a lot of fish in the docks. So that's a lot of... Uh, you want to have your wake baits. You want to have your glide baits, fish them under the docks. A lot of big jerk baits. That's the time to have your big bass assassins too. And you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, that's a jerk bait." To me, a seven, eight inch jerk bait is a swim bait to me because uh, you got to throw heavier tackle, heavier line. But God, that's a great time of the year to go fish there. A lot like of frogs that. too. Wait. A lot of frogs. I can't wait. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. Hey, Mike, and that kind of brings up my question: the the uh, the fisherman that is just coming in, wanting to start fishing swim baits, and he's looking at all these expensive rods and reels, and you happen to mention it. Let's say he's got a a, a seven foot medium heavy, and he's got a bait caster that he can put 120 yards of uh, 12 pound test on. You mentioned that there are baits that they can use and fish with, and and have that same experience of fishing a swim bait. Yeah, that, that tackle you just mentioned, 7-foot rod, 12-pound line, you know, 120 yards, plenty of line, but that's kind of you max out at a 6-inch slow sink swim bait. Uh, anything bigger than that, you're going to get into that 2, 3, 4-ounce range. You're not going to be able to, to throw that. You're going to snap your line, and your rod's not going to be able to handle it. It's going to load up on you. It's not going to be effective. So, you know, 6-inch slow sink, 4-inch for sure, and you yeah. get a feel for it, and you get out there and have a lot of fun. And those are still great reaction size baits. A lot of guys look at, you know, that are swim bait fishermen here in California, that, that mentality of, oh, I throw a bigger bait. You know, I'm a, I'm a better bass fisherman. Like, yes, yes, they catch those bigger fish. But the little baits catch a lot of fish, too, and they catch a lot of big fish. And, and then also you're the- kind of having to match what's going on, too, because if they're not trying to plant and trout, and they're still keyed on that smaller, smaller baits, whether it's perch or shad, um, because that's what's normal to the fish fish's mentality in that lake. You've got to kind of match the hatch and keep it down size. Yeah. That is I mean, the key to success. I mean, what, what you're talking about, Stan, and I've learned to call it not a mentality anymore, it's conditioning. It's it's uh, it's like when you work out and you're eating a certain, maybe six-inch carrots, you're not going to go eat 12-inch carrots. You're conditioned to eat that. When you're conditioned to eat certain stuff, it's a mentality. It's not a mentality more. It's mentally how you're conditioned yourself that this is what you're going to feed on. And, and um, 
these fish right now are conditioned right now to eat crawdad small stuff. But as soon as a trout stock, you have a group of fish that are bigger, younger, healthier fish, those are the fish that are really going after the trout. You know, you have the trout swimming around the lake and some of the older fish, but there's there's a hierarchy of fish, and as the fish get older and they're not as effective for whatever reason, maybe it's being hooked and uh, uh, maybe their eyes were compromised a bit or just old age, they don't hunt trout like the younger fish do. And, and you'll notice when you catch a lot of swimbait fish, they don't have red uh, teeth up front and red crushers in the back. And when you get in other areas, a lot of the deep water fish, they'll be more red crushers, red teeth, because they're feeding on crawdads. And you can still catch those fish on swimbait because they're going to hit them, but it's not like it is with, with some of those young, giant fish. You know, Mike, they, they're, we're, we're going to have to have you back because we've just started scratching the surface. Right, but, but I know you are very accessible to fishermen for questions and you and there's a way to get a hold of you how can you get a hold of you and find out some of the things you're doing some of the videos the blog and especially some of the new uh swim baits that you yourself are manufacturing definitely hit mikelongoutdoors.com and what's really cool i'm getting ready to get an old player back in the game jason scott he's got some game-changing swim baits we just had a meeting on friday we're getting the factory going and he has some game-changing swim baits that you guys are really going to like. Plus, what I'm bringing to the table, I make handcrafted. We're going to make that at a higher production level. And I'm telling you, there's some fun stuff coming. All you right. Guys, you guys that don't know, Jason Scott was, was uh, Castaic Baits, and, and Mike was hand-in-hand doing a lot of work with him back then. And, and it sounds like it's <laughs> going to come out again. Fun we're stuff we're there, putting Mike. him back online in 2015, and that we, we've got Jason slimmed up, polished up, and all energized and ready to go. You know, right. I'll tell you another awesome. one before you go, Mike. And I we're burning a little time on our, our thing here. He, you, you, he, and Mike and I both fished for for Dick Cantner and, and Graphite USA, who was one of the finest graphite. Well, it was in it maybe the best, most powerful rods that uh, graphite rods have ever been built. But you know, Randy Penny bought Graphite USA. I'm going down to the plant on Tuesday and see he's got some new technology that he has got out and he is thrilled about. So we got some right. new stuff coming out, brother. It's always and, fun. We, li- we live in a fun time where there's never a boring week because there's always something new coming out in the fishing world. All yeah, right. Make sure you tell Jason we said hello. Yeah. I will you do that, guys. Hey, All right, Mike. Guys. Thanks for being with us, and uh, I know I'll be talking to you later on. We we appreciate taking some of your time here on Sunday night and sharing no, some no of the problem. information. We're going to have to have you back again because there's still lots more to talk about. But any, we appreciate time, you gi- giving it up, okay? Nice hey, swim bait, you, hey, swim right, bait expert Mike Long. Hey, coming up next, Captain Jacob Hemson. He's uh, been uh, skippering the tribute, and he's going to tell us a little bit about some of the unique things he's been doing the past couple of weeks. Stay tuned. Still more Rod Real Radio to come. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT, 
for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program. It is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. I am a heroic angler. I can bait a hook with my eyes closed, cast to a spot the size of a dime, and reel in the biggest monsters of the depths. And not only do I make sure everyone on my boat wears a life jacket, I make sure we're saving water. Because every drop we save means more water for our fish. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for a fish, except kiss one. Well, there was that one time, but I don't kiss and tell. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, and we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. A lot of great information with uh, uh, swim bait expert Mike Long, and we could go hours with Mike and, and still keep it going. But, hey, we've got to get to our next guest right now because it has indeed been an exceptional season offshore. And this fellow is still taking fishermen to go out and get some of the exotic fish that we only find here you know, during uh, uh, late spring, early summer, and we want to talk about it and find out what's up. So with us is Captain Jacob Hensley from Tribute Sports Fishing. And Captain Jacob, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Thanks very much. Glad to be on. Oh, glad to have you on, sir. Hey, tell us a little bit about uh, the fish that you've been after. I mean, uh, you haven't been fishing for them all season there. How'd you get on to where these fish were, and and what's keeping them where they are? You know, it it all just kind of started off with that that yellowfin being out there. You know, guys are you know starting to pick away at that yellowfin out there late in the season. You know, October, November, and uh, you know we we started running trips out there, day and a half range, and uh, the yellowfin fishing was just phenomenal. You know get limits of yellowfin there and in the end of november and december and having all that fish there throughout december and then it just kind of uh you know disappeared it's hard to say exactly where it went um but then after that you know the the warm water up on that on the banks there it just it just sticking around you know and it eventually just kind of turned into bluefin just bluefin around there's bluefin there uh, when that yellowfin was around, just you didn't get very many of them, and uh, now we're just spending more time trying to target them. And what what's crazy. keeping them on the bank? Because we're we're talking about uh, midwinter, and those fish normally they're somewhere else. They're not here. You know, it, it's so hard to say. I mean, that this water, you know, the the water that's been out there is you know right around sixty four degrees. It's beautiful, clean, clear water that you would be you know happy to find anywhere and you know that bank's got so much life on it already you know anytime you drive around you just see lots of life on the bottom you know a lot of bait life um you know i, I know there's been a little bit of squid in them at times but 
you know, it, it's just, uh, for whatever reason, they're just sticking around. Now, typically, uh, uh, Captain Jake, uh, what kind of a rig have people been using? Because, you know, I've heard, hey, you got to go on out there with 30 pound because if that big one comes along, you got to be ready. And then at the opposite end, you're saying, hey, these fish are getting super finicky and you're catching, you know, nice quality fish, but you've got to be on them with maybe 12 or 15 fluorocarbon. What, what's the key here? You know, I would never, ever tell somebody to try and catch a 25, 30-pound bluefin <laughs> on 15-pound test, but uh, it's really been making the difference, you know. Um, you know, we, we'll, we will catch a couple on 20, but most of our bites, I'd say 85, 90% of our bites have all been on 15-pound. And, uh, you know, the, the key there is just, you know, it's just got, you got to let them run. You know, guys, they, they have, uh, you know, they come out with all the spectra on there, and they got 500 yards of line on the reel, and the fish tries to take 30 feet, and they, they instantly try and stop them and break them <laughs> off, and it's just not the case. No, you want you know, to let them go you, so they, they start wheezing, not you. Oh, man. <laughs> exactly, you know. So we try, we try and give them a little different seminar here the last uh, couple weeks, and it just seems like, you know, that as this, you know, this 15-pound test bluefin progresses, you know, our catches are getting better and better as we, you know, get the patterns a little bit better informed. You know, you got to let them run on that white line. You know, I'm much sure they have lighter drag at the get-go, and we could always increase it instead of breaking them off right when you get that bite because those bites are hard to come by. And how about the hooks, uh, uh, Captain Jake, uh, because, uh, you know, you're using light line. Do you go down to smaller hooks? Are you using J-hooks, using circle hooks? Uh, uh, what's the best setup? You know, right now I'd be using a number one or even a number two hook, your anchovy hooks. Um, you know, with that 15-pound test, you're not able to pull, you know, that hard on it, so you don't really need a giant hook to, you know, get a big bite of meat in there. And uh, honestly, the J-hooks have been fine. Um, we really haven't had too many guys fishing circle hooks just because, uh, I mean, it, it, it's such a, a small hook, light line kind of deal. We just really haven't had that, that issue yet. Um, the one thing I would say, though, is whatever kind of hook you are going to get, um, try and make sure it's got a pretty decent little barb on there. You know, I know a uh, owner makes great hooks. Someone got to make great hooks. But a lot of times, those littler hooks have a very small barb. You know, I, I really like those 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 cheap bronze mustads. You know, they're, they're <laughs> great hooks. They have a nice pitch and barb on them. And, uh, you know, they seem to they seem to stick in there a lot better. These long these long fights, those those sharp little hooks, they tear a big hole in the fish's mouth. And if you give, give them any kind of slack, you know that hook's going to fall out. And when it comes to bait, I know you're getting a mixture of anchovies right now. You're getting sardines. Uh, uh, how do you fish both of these baits? Uh, obviously, you try and get the meanest one you can. But if you if you've got anchovies, how are you fishing that? And if you've got nice sardines, uh, how are you hooking those and fishing those? You know, we've been having just great bait. You know, uh, not a lot of boats running, nice cool water. Um, you know, Epco's been taking care of us. Um, we've had a good mix of really great hook bait, um, anchovy, and really nice, um, I'd call them six to eight inch sardines. Um, and really, I mean, a lot of guys, that, that the whole anchovy is just kind of a, a lost art. We've had a couple fish on them, but that sardine swims so great and uh, it's really user friendly. So, I mean, we've been getting a lot of our bites on nose hook baits, but, you know, when it starts getting a little bit picky, most of that fish I'm seeing is down a lot deeper. 
Um, so a butt hook or belly hook sardine has been really the ticket. You know, it gets it to swim down a little bit, and uh, we get a lot of bites that way. Um, this last trip, we had a little bit of mackerel uh, mixed in with our bait, and surprisingly enough, we, we hooked several fish on 15-pound and, a, you know, 8-inch mackerel. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I try and tell everybody to kind of lean away from it, but it was working a little bit. So, um, you know, if they, that's what they want, you know, by all means, give it to them. You know, and if if you have the anchovies, uh, is, is there some way that you could put we- uh, some type of weight system on there? And if so, what do you recommend? Or if if you just have to fly line an anchovy, you, do you just have to fly line an anchovy? You know, a collar hooked anchovy. The, these ones that we have are really nice, beautiful hook baits. Um, you know, the old saying: if you could get an anchovy to swim away from the boat, you'd probably catch a fish. Um, you know, a nice collar hooked bait and maybe a little, you know, rubber core, like really small, you know, half ounce, something like that, just to get it down a little bit. Um, that's probably all I'd be doing with the anchovy. Um, you know, I we haven't really got to spend too much time out there um, with this. I, I would imagine even, a, you know, a, a bluefin sinker rig like guys talk about, you know, a little two, three, four ounce uh, torpedo weight and rubber band. That might actually be a ticket. Well, we're going to get some rubber bands and some of those, and we're going to try them out next weekend because uh, you know, a lot of this fish I'm seeing is down a lot deeper, you know, 100 to 180 feet. And, uh, you know, they, they, you, they will come up and hit those surface baits, but I think we might do a little bit better with a little bit of weight, and so we're going to give it a shot here, hopefully well, this next week on Wednesday do, when we have a trip going. I think the guys that will do that, especially in a drift, you know, hook a bait and you drop that down where you get it into the zone where that fish is because it will get there. And then just hold it. Um, you know, it's a patience game, uh, especially, you know, you don't get that many bites, but that's putting it in the spot that, you know, it, where they're going to be, and they're opportunists, they want to eat. So uh, I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, and it, it, it's been a little, you know, it's a old-school trick a lot of guys used to use. You know, you'd be marking that blue fence all finicky, and you drop down the sinker rig, and all of a sudden you, you catch a couple. Um, also, it seems with those sinker rigs, um, you, you, you could get away with a little bit heavier line. You know, it seems like when you get that line down a little bit deeper, um, they might not be quite as line shy, you know, from the, the sunlight penetrating through the water, whatever it is. You know, I, I think that you could probably get away with a little bit heavier line, and, uh, you know, that might that just might make the difference. You know, a lot of guys, uh, you know, everybody seems to lose a couple of fish, but um, they're, they're starting to land a little bit more. Our, our hook-to-land ratio went up this last this past weekend, so uh, we're pretty happy about that. Hey, we're speaking with... coming back, and, and after they learn how to do it, start coming back, uh, more B-back guys? Yeah, yeah. We got guys, you know, they come out, and they kind of... It's kind of like the myth of mythical beast right now, you know. They're talking about catching mermaids and dragons out there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the guys come out, and they see that, you know, these, these bluefin are actually biting, you know. And uh, I know that trip that John came out, you know, it... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just phenomenal fishing. There was a lot of action, and we lost so many fish. You know, I've never seen passengers, you know, actually brag about losing fish. And me being a captain, I can't stand to lose a single yeah. one. And you know, with that fifteen-pound test, it's so hard. And you know, we're really just trying to, you know, figure out how to get it across to everybody to let these things run. It's a light line game. It's a finesse game. And uh, you know, you're going to lose a couple fish, but in the long run, you're going to get more bites. And we have been landing them on it, so. It's been working out. Well, Captain Jake, when we went out with you the weekend before last, we had 66 bluefin and uh, 
uh, the big fish, uh, jackpot fish, was 31, 32 pounds. You went out this uh, last weekend. Conditions were a little bit different. You had grease calm water, but uh, how how was the tote? How'd you do? You know, it, it was awesome. We got we ended up with seventy two bluefin, oh, and uh, you know we've seen I've seen more fish this past weekend than I have the last three weekends combined. Just some really big schools of fish. The longer you drift, the more that gets on you. And uh, you know this this past weekend there was actually five boats out there, and everybody got some of the action. You know. Um, we got the lion's share of it, you know, fortunately, and uh, we had some pretty good drifts put together. Um, <laughs> you know, that weekend, um, you know, that you came out, not this, this past Saturday, but the Saturday before that, you know, we get the kite up, was really nice, you know, and a little bit of wind, and uh, you never really wish for wind until you're trying to catch a bluefin on a kite. The past Saturday, we couldn't get the kite up until the afternoon, and then they just they just weren't on the, the kite base right then, you know. Well, uh, Captain Jake, uh, uh, I know that you are chartered to go down the Mexican coast next weekend, but you've talked uh, Mike Pritchard into uh, another trip before that. Tell us about that. You know, I, I, after seeing all that fish out there yesterday and, and being able to put, you know, more fish, more bluefin on that we have you know, all month, you know, we just had to put on another trip. Um, the weather's supposed to be flat calm again. We're going to go out there. Um, we already got four or five reservations. We just need ten to go. I don't wow. see any way in heck that we're not going to be going out there. We just put the trip online last night. And when's um, that trip I'd leaving? I recommend getting out there. When's it leaving, uh, Jake? Um, it's leaving Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, departure. And uh, we'll be back Friday morning. And, okay. uh, you know, hopefully uh, there won't be too many boats out there. And uh, we'll go out there and we'll... We'll put some bluefin on the boat. Uh, see, out of Seaforth Landing has the best way to get a hold and book that trip that's coming up or trips down to the Mexican coast uh, the next few weeks. You know, calling Seaforth Sport Fishing, the guys at the office there are great. They'll take care of you. Um, also, we just got a new website put up. Um, go to tributesportfishing.com. You can book online there. That's probably the easiest way let you know how many reservations we got, whole nine yards. It makes it very, very user-friendly. All right. Well, uh, Captain uh, Jake Hensley, uh, skippering the, the tribute now while uh, Captain uh, uh, Mike Pritchard is uh, kind of laid up a little bit, doing a great job. Man, you got to watch out. Uh, Captain Mike's going to be um, kind of wondering if you're going to be after his job. <laughs> you know, it, it's just I'm very fortunate to be able to run a, a boat like the Tribute, you know, that being the old holiday. And it, it just... It's a very fishy boat, and having this season that we've been having, you know, I'm just very fortunate to be able to, you know, be running a boat in this this time, this, this okay. uh, part of a cycle, you know, so that's all. It's all good. All right, all Captain good. Jake, good luck to you this coming week and uh, the weekend. We look forward to hearing your report later on. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we've got a little overtime. Uh, Stan and Wendy, sorry about that. Uh, thanks for problem. your contribution tonight. Uh we want to thank JR uh, in the uh, AM540 studios, Ben, our local guy here, and always, in memory of Big Tuna Bill, I'm Hopalong John Cassidy. This is Ron Real Radio on AM540, or listen to the archive show on ronreelradio.com. So on behalf of all of us, have a great fishing week. We'll see you on the water. Keep safe. For now, we're out. Good night, everyone. <laughs>